Mmm, that's good. Welcome to Digital Coffee, where I give you everything you need to know about the tech industry, because there's quite a bit that's going on in the tech industry. Anyways, I'm your host, Brett Deister, and let's let's get on let's get on with uh, what's going on around here all right first of all the exploding uh, Samsung note 7 it's everywhere it's a problem Samsung kind of a bit too much off on this one the unfortunate thing is is that there's so many reports going out and so many different things going on that I don't know if Samsung can really recover from this catastrophe because, I mean, I just read today that, well, a six-year-old kid was using the phone and it exploded in his hand. It's not looking good for you, Samsung. I mean, I love you and all. I think you make great phones, but this one may, may hurt you quite a bit in the long run. People may not really trust you, and they have every right to not trust you on that. So, um... Best of luck to you. I hope I hope everything is good. But I mean, the problem is, is that I they were trying, and it seems like they were really trying to beat Apple to the punch, and they did, and they're paying for it dearly with this catastrophe. And I don't feel I feel so bad for the marketing and PR people because they are just trying to do damage control right now. They're trying everything they can to. Uh, mitigate this crisis that they're having and it's just not working very well but uh, lesson learned Samsung make sure you know exactly where your batteries are coming from making make sure that they are tested really well because this is not looking good and even even you are gonna have to basically remote turn off your phones which I mean it's gotten it's gotten that bad I mean we're where the FAA is saying, hey, don't use your phone on the plane because they don't want, you know, a phone taking down an airplane because it exploded or caught fire and many other things. But, I mean, it, it's, it's just bad. It's just awful. It's terrible. It's just one of those things where you're like, oh, I really wanted this phone and I was thinking about getting it too. And after I saw this news, I'm like, I'm going to get something else now. Probably not a Samsung for quite a while uh, but maybe the new Nexus line maybe the OnePlus 3 uh, maybe maybe one of the Motorola's like the Moto Z with the modular style uh, setup but the Samsung Note 7 nope not even close not even considering it whatsoever hey Samsung maybe you should not uh, you know skip 6 and went to and went back to 6 because maybe 6 would have not have been so terrible for you <laughs> oh Samsung best of luck to you anyways anyways moving on it looks like the ACLU is seeking well Obama to pardon Edward Snowden yes the ever popular or heated depending on where you will where you line up whistleblower from the NSA has been living in Russia for uh, about three years so far and has always asked uh, to keep his asylum there, and Russia's always like, "Yeah, sure, you have all the secrets. We we love the secrets. What what secrets? Uh, what what do you have?" Uh, and so they are now asking for Edward Snowden to be pardoned before Obama leaves office. 
And I'm pretty sure Obama's gonna be no. Definitely not. You are not gonna get pardoned. You you do-gooder, you person that, you know, blew the lid off this terrible thing we were doing to our people. How dare you do that? I mean, we're, we're supposed to be okay with whistleblowers, but when it's about the federal government, we're not okay with this. You, you are going to be tried under the court of law, and we are going to get you. Because, you know, hypocrisy never, never happens in the federal government. But yes, they're trying to seek for asylum, and it may work, may not, probably won't work, to be honest with you. I don't think he's ever going to see the United States for quite a while. For probably 10 years or more in the long run. Uh, so, best of luck to you, Edward Snowden, but I don't, I don't foresee you coming back to the States anytime soon. Alright, Twitter is back in the news for a couple reasons. One, uh, Twitter is finally going to be reaching beyond the 140 character limit, but not having long tweets. No, way back in May, it talked about uh, having some of the items you may put in your tweets not counting against your tweets, like uh, URLs. Now, there, when Twitter was, well, and it's still new and Facebook wasn't as popular as it was, uh, URL shorteners uh, were on the rise. People would use these to you know, cut down on, well, not using all your 140 characters on a URL. And so, Bitly and uh, Hootsuite's Owly and Google's URL shortener uh, rose to the top because people want to find ways to, you know, save some room and make sure you can have more text than anything else. Uh, also, media will not count against it. So, you can gif out all you want and still have 140 characters. Uh, but those are kind of, those are kind of the... Uh, factors that are going to play into it now, which is good uh, to see that Twitter is finally getting to it and still remaining what it is, Twitter. Because Twitter is all about the 140 characters, and when it was uh, mewling around with the idea of long tweets, I was like, that's not the point of your service. Your service is all about short, sh short messages. Apparently I couldn't get that out there for some odd reason. The malfunction in the mouth, but no, it's all about sh short messages. I'm glad to see it. So it's supposed to be coming out September 19th, which is in a couple weeks, uh, seven days, so about a week. Uh, so look forward to it. Look forward to more sharing and not going, ah, this picture is taking up all the rooms. Why? Why? Why, Twitter? Why? Also... Uh, in the newest update is Twitter allowing people to know when their favorite live streamer is going to be live streaming. Uh, since Twitter is trying to get more into live streaming and Facebook Live has, you know, st stolen the thunder of Periscope, which is owned by Twitter, this is another way of doing it. I think Twitter also needs to get in through Periscope with gaming. I think they need to have that space for it. That also means you need to set up an actual, you know, website for it so you can actually see things through the website and then I can, you know, use it through OBS or something like that. But they need to find a better they need to find a, a way of doing that and not just being all mobile. I'm fine with all mobile. It's not a bad thing, but you need to have both especially since Twitter has Twitter gaming and so I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Maybe they don't want to get into competition with Twitch and YouTube gaming and Facebook Live, but seriously, they're already getting encroached on from uh, YouTube with their YouTube Live and Facebook Live as well, so you might as well just jump into that 
as well. But that's my thing about it. But yes, it is now live. The option is now live for you to turn on and to know when your favorite streamer is going to be streaming on Periscope, though. So if you're one of the people like me that uses, well, Twitch and all the, all the other sites, that's really not going to happen. Sorry, not going to happen. So don't expect that to happen at all. Just get it out of your mind. Just take it out. Just throw it out there. And, then, and never let it come back until they announce it. Then you can let it come back. Anyways, moving on. Uh, looks like Facebook is updating Messenger to have uh, better sharing options for payments and also tighter integrations with bots. Yes, payments, which are still in its testing phase and only in the UK and the United States, uh, is a way for you to stay on Facebook and buy through it through the Messenger app. So we are seeing repeatedly how the Messenger app is going away from uh, Facebook in general. And I already saw this coming. I already saw that Messenger could be its own uh, social media platform. And I'm still on the firm belief that Messenger is going to become Facebook. It's not going to be what, we, what we've seen. I can foresee that either the original idea of Facebook just dying in general or becoming your social media hub for Facebook. But I don't really see a future in what Facebook is right now. I see a future in the Messenger unless something else happens, which could happen. Just not, just not really, I'm not really saying it can't happen, but I'm just trying to look at the future, trying to do some future telling. I could be wrong about that. Um, another thing is integration with bots. Now, bots are kind of annoying. I'm using one for books, and it kind of just updates me all the time. I'm like, I don't care. I should just shut this off, but I'm too lazy to do it. Uh, but, yes, you can have tighter integration and also bring in people in on the chatting and make them be annoyed by all this stuff, too. But, yes, there's going to be a lot tighter integration. Now, on the downside for people that use Messenger is that uh, there's going to be newer types of ads going to be in place of this as well. So you're, uh, be prepared if you have kind of allowed yourself to talk to or use some of the, some of the features uh, to integrate with businesses. Uh, be prepared for some of ads being uh, placed with you as well or just being incoming. The ads are incoming. Uh, but it's an overhaul. For right now, developers and business users can only use Messenger as a destination in Facebook ads. So you're going to see some of those uh, pop up every once in a while because Facebook loves to populate ads on everything they own. Or copy Snapchat. Either one of them right now. I mean, seriously. It's, it's either one. Put ads or copy Snapchat or do both the same week. So don't be surprised if Facebook's now going to copy Snapchat with something. Again. I mean, they've already done it twice. Alright, Netflix is, well, they're not really happy with internet service providers or IPS data caps, and, well, neither am I, to be honest with you. I think data caps are stupid. Uh, this has only happened in the recent uh, present, probably like five, the last five years. Uh, these uh, internet service providers have put data caps on just landlines or uh, just broadband in general. Before, it was unlimited, and you didn't really have to care about it. But now you actually do have to care about it. You actually have to care about uh, how much data you're going to be using, if you're going to be going over or, or not. 
but should I watch this Netflix video, even though I might go over it and it could cost me a huge fortune? Well, Netflix has sent a letter to SEC saying zero rating, which is kind of a way for um, the ISPs to uh, give preferential treatment for some content over others, and it's usually their own, so it doesn't count against your data cap, but everything else will. Now, Netflix was like, this is stupid, we don't like it, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it now. And uh, Comcast is kind of like, hey, we'll just up the data caps to one terabyte. Yay, give us free stuff. Stop, stop, stop it. We're paying you. Why were we paying you five years before when data caps weren't that big of a deal and now they all are? And we all know that data caps isn't because of network congestion. It's because of money. It's not because of network congestion at all because uh you should have seen the writing on the wall long ago that eventually this was going to happen and since you didn't i'm pretty sure you were being lazy and wanting to you know get more profits out of your terrible network and now we are 12th in the world for internet speeds we're probably lower than that but still it's it's really dumb because you hear all these internet service providers saying, oh, how bad the congestion is. I'm like, oh, why didn't you upgrade your network prior to this? Oh, that's right. It would cost money to do that. My bad. Maybe we should just, you know, nickel and dive your customers so you can reap the benefits and still never upgrade your network until Google Fiber comes in. And then you go, oh, dang, we have to do it now. All right, we're going to lower the cost so we can beat them. But that's the only reason why. This is my thing about that, is that if you don't watch these companies, especially uh, wireless and internet service providers, they will just basically give you crap. And this is one of the crappiness of it. It's a sad, sad thing. All right, it looks like Google has detailed uh, how many times they get requests for copyright takedowns. And it's interesting because it's about 2% that gets through, which is 1.75 billion URLs removed. And that's just 2% of the web. Just goes to show you how big the web is. And it's always growing. And so what happens is that uh, a company goes, hey, this is there's something wrong with this. This is our copyright. We didn't allow them to have permission. Or they didn't properly cite us or whatsoever and so they go to google goes like okay uh and then they look at it and they will send a, a request for the alleged offense and then a, the person or company can go back and say well this is wrong this, this is ours and you know give give its reasons and then google can be like yes or no about it so it's an interesting tool to just look at and play around with, and it's interesting to see how many are invalid, rejected, uh, URLs approved, URLs pending, and duplicated URLs, and seeing just how much, how many requests they actually have to, you know, fetch, field, and deal with, and why algorithms and bots are probably more important with that. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure no one, no one normal person or even team could not do that. All right, do you guys still remember uh, Whisper? I mean, I think it's still around. I don't really ever use it. Well, there's a new site for uh, coders to, you know, say how much they hate their job because we all hate our job from time to time, or we just always hate our job, depending on the place you work at. 
and I've worked at some um, not so fun places where you know, even marketing it kind of be like you're not listening to me type of a thing but uh, it's called coding confessional and it allows people to anonymously say if they hate their job you know give stories about well if they hate coders or anybody else uh, I mean it, it's not really that interesting tidbit I kind of looked at it it's kind of like I hate my job or some other nefarious things of like I purposely write bad code or unencrypted code or ways for someone to easily circumvent their way into the company and just basically making the company liable I'm just not really good things to be honest with you yeah I'm nah. T to be honest with you, it it just it just sounds all bad. It just sounds all terrible. But yes, uh, there is something out there for coders, and I f I feel you. I mean, I don't code myself, but I just know how hard and how much work it is. And if you just work at a terrible place, it just makes it that much worse. But I mean, there you go. All right, LinkedIn has uh, made some three new apps. For India now it's testing it out for users in India and it's specifically supposed to be very light on the data reason is because a lot of developing countries third world countries whatever you want to call them I don't know the terminologies anymore and to be honest with you if you get offended I don't care uh, but they're testing out three different tools or apps uh, for people to you know find jobs connect because that's 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 what they that's the monkeyer for LinkedIn connections. I'm connected to you. I'm like, oh yay, you and uh, um, 250 more people. Uh, but yes, LinkedIn Lite is basically the light version of the site, minus a lot of the well, media. So the media is kind of a URL and you can click on. Now the the coming home page only takes up 150 kilobytes of data, and for the pages take up 70 kilobytes, which is actually really small and it's actually like kudos to LinkedIn for doing that as well because that's probably not a hard that's probably a hard thing to do not a hard thing though no. it's a hard thing to do so kudos for them for doing that as well and so I kind of like the way they're doing it about this also there's LinkedIn placements which allows companies and people looking for jobs to find jobs there as well uh, so it's kind of like just part of the main of LinkedIn but kind of spun off in India just to save data because data is not not cheap over developing third world uh, countries that are still you know, building up their infrastructure all those other things that you like to say yes this is how LinkedIn is helping with people finding jobs and companies finding the best employees for their business as well because it's kind of like a you know symbiosis type of thing going on there but yes you can find it anywhere uh, so if you are a company that is uh, kind of a global company or even if someone from India is tuning in, you should check it out. Uh, so those are a few of the things. There's also a starter pack and it's kind of just to, you know, to help you improve uh, your profile with grow your business, grow your team, grow your influence. It's kind of like, you know, the premium package of LinkedIn, but more of a starter so you get to start up. Whew. So fun. Uh, but yeah, check it out. It's, it's pretty light. It's pretty lightweight. It's a good thing. All right. Do you have an oldish smartphone or iPhone to be exact? Well, 
eBay wants you to trade it in. So they created a site called QuickSale, and what it does, it allows you to trade in your phone. Now, let me remind you, these places suck with giving you the best price or the most value for it. A lot of times, if you look at it, it's way under like even blue book value for phones, I would say. Uh, so if you really are just lazy, don't really want to sell your phone, and this is the easy way to do it, you can do it this way. And what it does is that it kind of goes, oh, we'll quick sell you this. Now, like I said before, this has to be in really good condition. So yeah, if you're one of those people that always drops their phone and cracks their screens, um, they won't take it. You'll have to just recycle it because no one will take a cracked screen phone. I won't even, even though my phone right now is cracked screen and it's the only one I've actually done that cracks the screen on. Uh, it happens sometimes. It happens to the best of us. But if you if you are looking for that, you can do that now. It's not really quick. It takes about seven to ten business days. The reason why is because um, after about five days after you send uh, the device to eBay, then, then it takes two days to inspect it before sending a payment. So it's going to take you a while to see that money. But if you're willing to wait, this might be the best place for you if you don't want to do it yourself. You can do it yourself and probably get more money that way. But if you want to be a savvy person, you would uh, potentially wait for uh, when iPhones are being announced or when they go on sale because that's when you get the most money out of it as well. So if you're on the lookout for getting a new uh, a new phone or selling your old phone and buying and using the money to buy a new phone, this would probably be the best way of doing it if you're one of those lazy people that doesn't want to do it themselves. I mean, really, it's not that difficult. Just make... Just don't do bids. You can do bids if you want, but uh, just you can still do it yourself and probably get a little bit more money out of that that way. Because uh, quick sale, they're going to take a cut out of that. All right, Android users, there are some s extremely serious Android bugs out there. Uh, Google's Project Zero research, Mark Brand, uh, basically said that he found. A couple different uh, pretty bad bugs or vulnerabilities but this one in particular uh, kind of had a way of uh, you know remote accessing your phone and kind of circumventing a lot of the uh, security emplacements as well and luckily it was him Mark Brand that actually found it and it was him that actually plugged the hole as well the also other one was Stage Fright, and this is one that's been around for quite a while, and it's just been one of those nefarious little things that you just can't get around for some odd reason. Uh, but, yeah, so you had those two. Just make sure that you've, you have a Nexus phone, that you keep it up to date as best you can, because this is probably the best way of doing it. But uh, beyond that, uh, these are only the two extremely serious ones. One, which was <laughs> the vulnerability wasn't even found by any nefarious people quite yet so I mean it's a good thing the other one stage fright well the problem is is that it keeps on uh, keeps on coming up and over and over again and this one was through different exploits through ads now uh, so just always be vigilant and be careful about what ads you click on as always uh, unfortunately with Android being semi-open you this is the downside of it as well so just be careful about what you do and make sure you have a good robust uh, anti-malware, antivirus on your phone. It's always a good idea to 
you know, be on the lookout for that as well. All right, were you kind of upset about the, you know, the big Apple announcements last week? Well, you're not alone because I was too. Uh, but Tim Cook may have supposedly said that there will be a refresh on the Macs. Uh, it's not really been confirmed if it was actually him or just someone trolling because that could happen as well. But uh, there's rumors that it could have the Touch ID power button and the uh, OLED uh, touch-sensitive function keys as well, plus with a new metal injection molded hinge, uh, USB-C support, and Thunderbolt 3 as well. Uh, so you could see that too uh, with it. Hopefully it's going to come with a better screen. Hopefully it's going to come with a better processor as well because there actually hasn't really been a good update for quite a while with these. Even though I'm not really the biggest supporter of Apple whatsoever i think their computers are way overpriced for what you get out of them especially since comparing to pcs but a lot of people like to use them and so it's good to see a refresh that's not wait you're not waiting for four years for a refresh because that is a little long for tech in tech years it's like ancient that's so ancient so ancient very ancient extremely ancient but moving on, MIT has uh, has new imaging tech that can actually read closed books. That's right. They have figured out how a way to, well, as they call it, judge a book by its cover. Uh, because with the new tech, they can actually read right through the cover and read the pages and what's going on. Now, you're probably wondering, like, well, why is this a big deal? Well, for researchers that maybe don't want to touch a book because if they touch it, it'll disintegrate. This is a good tech to have. Or ancient tomes they don't really want to touch either because of human touch and the oxygen and everything else that could happen with it. It's just too big of a risk. And so this is a way of scanning it without damaging uh, ancient texts as well. So it's another great thing for it as well. The funny thing is, is that uh, this letter interpretation algorithm is so good that it actually beats a lot of the uh, security uh, protocols for the, are you a real person? Check the marketing. You have to do all this, try to read the really blurry signs. You're like, oh, I don't know if that's a six or a five or a three or an A because you make these so difficult to see even for humans. Uh, but even the robot can do that. But, I mean, this is really cool because then we'll be able to, you know, study the ancient text without destroying it at the same time, which is always a good thing in my book. Learning from your past to make the future better. What? Anyways, moving on to um, apps or programs to try this week. Now, I don't know if I'm a firm believer in this one. This one's a little weird because, well, it's called Single with two L's. Uh, and it basically allows you to connect with singles in the in the room with you. So basically the whole point of this is to find people within the same room that are single and talk to them through your phone instead of talking to them when they're not in the room or face-to-face. -face. I'm not really quite sure about this. It's a little interesting. Uh, and, but it could help, you know, finding people maybe in the vicinity, hopefully maybe eventually just, you know, chatting it up anyways, and you don't have to do those awkward pickup lines that rarely ever work, and they probably heard it like a thousand times. But 
if this is the one where you kind of, I don't know, is I don't know about this. I mean, it's interesting, and I put it in the show notes so you could try it out, but I'm just really not quite sure if this is a good idea, bad idea, or if this is just like, let's never talk to people face-to-face, and just talk to them through chats, because that's always a good idea? Maybe, maybe not. But moving on, Daisy, yes, that's right. It's a way to get to handle on being healthier and more productive. Uh, with uh, you having tasks of drinking fruits and protein shakes, you can do the day, days and times, write journal, water plants, blah, blah, blah. And then you could show you your progress. You can see through a calendar what you have to do today. And it rewards you as well with doing simple things of like, that's great, good job, you're the best, never change. Oh, wait, that's, that's a yearbook thing. And people still use yearbooks? Are they just not electronic now? I feel like they would be electronic now. Or maybe they're just all in Snapchats. <laughs> all right. Do you just not like your docs for your Apple Watch and your iPhone 7? Well, there's a new one that's in, oh, wood. Yes, that's right. Very woody. And so if you want kind of a classy uh, dock for you, for you, you can get this for it. It's a material dock. That's right. It uses materials that are actually, you know, wood uh, for your, for your uh, Apple Watch and your iPhone. Uh, so it looks very nice, in, I think it's in chest, uh, chestnut, uh, but it looks very nice finished uh, type of thing. It's like kind of a woodworking meets tech. And so if you're looking for something that's a little bit different from what you're used to, which is just plastic, this is for you. Now, Android users have had this for a while, but iOS users, welcome to Google Cardboard. Yes, the Cardboard camera is now on the iOS. And so now you can take a trip through virtual reality on your iOS and you don't have to be left in the dust like the, or like the Android users uh, have been left in the dust for quite a while with other apps. But yes, you can finally you know, join in the VR revolution through a Cardboard camera. Uh, it should be interesting to see how well this does on iOS, but it's been pretty popular with Android. Uh, so check it out. Now, are you just one of those people that doesn't want to vote, doesn't know how to vote, is so just can't do it I just, I just can't do it don't know where to go when to do what day of time was right down military over overseas voting just doesn't know what to do well vote please will help you with that and it wants you to you know well, go out and vote so check it out uh see where you, you can get started see what you want to vote for see who you want to vote for etc 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 but even if I don't agree with how everybody votes, I do agree with everybody should vote because it is your right to vote. And if you're going to complain about the wrong person being elected, you should probably vote. That's all I'm saying. But anyways, that is the end of Digital Coffee for today. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Brett Deister. Please be sure to subscribe to digital coffee on itunes stitcher uh tune in and google play music also follow digital coffee on twitter digital co77ee on facebook digital coffee podcast youtube digital coffee podcast instagram digital coffee podcast buying digital coffee and for my gamers out there i'm on player.me it's been fun and way more engaging to do that one than uh most of the other ones so yeah check me out there and 
join me tomorrow when I go through marketing news with Marketing Blend. It's going to be a fun one. All right, guys. Have a good Tuesday. Later.